This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I, I always tell people, I just hope they see a guy that loves what he does. Jake Bakoven. I didn't get any stupider, I know that. Uh, I had never been very smart. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in. It is Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens here. Jake Bachoven there. We do a show every weekday, 11 to 2, and sometimes on the weekends uh, if it's a game day. But there are no more game days. The season, Bach, is officially over. I'm kind of relieved. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of relieved it's over. Uh, although, you know, not a ton to look forward to as far as, you know, a bowl game in the near future or a, a Big Ten championship game. Not that we thought that was realistic, you know, to start the season. But, you know, it, it's over. It's – it's it, and you brought this up, you know, all those ticket prices that were like close to $150 for yeah. the Iowa game. We were thinking Iowa's coming in and buying up all the tickets because people can't possibly be excited for this game, right? This is this is a three win team, right? And it turned out they were Nebraska fans were the ones buying the tickets and keeping the ticket prices high. That was an impressive crowd, and of course, uh, Heidi gives me a call. She it's a work day for her. She's doing sales, um, so she's talking to a lot of her clients at the game, which is great. Uh, and she goes, "Record the game." And I go, "Okay," but you know how it's going to end. You know, you know how it's going to end. <laughs> and Nebraska was up uh, 21-6 to six at that particular time. And not long after that, Iowa kicks a field goal, uh, of course blocks a punt, and there you go. Iowa wins that game. Because you knew right after the block punt it was over, right? Yeah, it, it was definitely it, trending it, in that direction. It felt like it was just about over. Even though Iowa or Nebraska moved down the field after it was like, I think it was 21 to 18, and Smothers threw a nice pass to Allen. They got across the 50, and then they fumbled uh, the exchange snap, and Iowa got it back. And then it was pretty much over from there, even though Nebraska did have a last-ditch effort at the end of that game. Uh, Smothers throws the interception, which was a weird throw there, a weird interception, and that's how the game ended. How did, how did, you, how did you feel after that game? Because that's what I, I like to take the temperature of the room. How are you feeling today, Bach? Well, hopeless. <laughs> um, it just, you know, it just it, it adds to the uh, frustration of what the whole season was. I like how it ended up turning out uh, that Iowa couldn't have backed their way into the Big Ten West Championship or to the Big Ten Championship uh, game anymore uh, than overcoming a fifteen point uh, deficit to the worst team in the division or you know one of the worst teams in the division standings wise. But that's how. Th- I mean, if if you. If you are a proponent of Scott Frost to give us this whole thing another try, that's that's a, that's still the argument, right? Is yeah. you're so close 
that you have the champion up 15. I mean, there's just not that, not that much of a difference between the rosters of Nebraska and Iowa and Wisconsin and, you know, all these teams. But Nebraska can't win any of these games. If, if you're close, what are you close to? What What are you close to? Uh, five wins? Four wins? Yeah. Six wins? Even if you win 50% of those games. Yeah, you, you still are no better probably than a 500 team. Uh, Nebraska st- statistically is the best worst team in the history of college football. Yes, nobody, nobody else has lost eight games, eight one score games, and the ninth was a nine score nine point game. Yeah, uh, against Ohio State. So they legitimately can claim we're the best worst team ever. <laughs> uh, maybe you want that on your resume. I don't think it means you're close. I don't know what it means you're close to. All it means is that you're losing all these super seniors. You're losing a lot of guys that have led to all these close games. And the quarterback, Adrian Martinez. And does it mean that you're still close next year? Because all those all those thoughts and feelings and you know super seniors that allowed you to stay in some of these games are moving on. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you get your special teams fixed and then you know, another hole in the Titanic appears. Yeah. Maybe your run defense is bad. I mean, I don't think it guarantees anything uh, that you built a defensive culture when all the guys that led to that culture are not all the guys, but a lot of those guys are leaving. Um, maybe, maybe it means something special. I, I really think, I do think that we could be sitting here in a really positive mood today. I mean, thinking about the momentum. <laughs> we could? With, we could be 4-8 and eight and thinking, <laughs> hey, look, look, you've got an identity. Logan Smothers, you don't, you know, you got your quarterback of the future. All those things that we were saying on Friday that were possible, that if Logan's, Logan Smothers played well, and he did, he played pretty well, um, that maybe the conversation shifts to look at all these things you could do with him. He's an accurate passer. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes until he does. I don't know what that is. But what could have happened almost happened. And so, <laughs> once again, the close theme is there, but then you, you still lose. So, I don't know if I ever want to hear the word close from this coaching staff again. Well, and the problem is, too, that you're, you know, you're, you're, we're kind of doing the season interview. Yeah. If you do the game interview, yeah. it's a little bit different. But as, as a season interview, yeah. you kind of start to take away different things. But the game, I like the game plan. Um, I thought it was uh, pretty symbolic yeah. there that after that interception, Scott Frost kind of tore up his playbook because that was the end yeah. of his play calling duties here at Nebraska, at least for now, um, as they move on to find an offensive coordinator. But it, it, it was just interesting all, all together. Logan Smothers... If he is going to start next year, can't run the ball 24 times. You know, that's yeah. been something that's well pointed out over the weekend. Um, so it's it's not necessarily a game plan that would work game in and game he out. Had, he had an opportunity to pitch it at least half those times. Uh, and I understand the option is risky business. I mean, it's a lot of ball handling. And Nebraska finally did not handle it well at the end of that game. I, I understood maybe why he held on to it. Uh, but he had he had a lot of opportunities to pitch the ball and decided not to in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's as effective at running the option as Adrian is at well, this point. Not at this point, yeah. uh, but he's pretty good. Uh, I thought overall, I mean, I'll have my grades a little bit later on. He was not bad. Yeah, uh, but it's tough. Like, it's it's just because he had 
he had to blow you out of the water, really, for you to not want to add somebody in the portal or bring Martinez right. back or both. I mean, that would be ideal right. is just have this huge competition. Um, I mean, I think he's fine. I think he, I think he looked good. He, he kind of had a Martinez game with less yardage, but Martinez sometimes has games where he – I mean, he'd have games against Iowa where he'd um, throw for 50 yards. Um, he couldn't do above that. So, I mean, uh, it was, I guess, a very good defense. You have to give him credit for that. But he just kind of looked like a smaller version of Adrian Martinez um, for the most part to me. Uh, Corey, off the text line, 464-5685, Sutter Hammond text line, Honda of Lincoln hotline. Of course, we're on camera as well on Twitch. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on YouTube. All of those uh, medias. Uh, this from Corey. Uh, what could have happened, almost happened, Tom? Uh, no idea what that means, but I think it's true. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, what we thought could happen almost happened. Oh, but that, you know, it's the same movie. Uh, I was at a text chain with a bunch of my buddies. And uh, my buddy Tom Nunn, watching in South Carolina, said that uh, his cable went out toward the end of that game, and he was grateful for that, uh, that the cable had gone out <laughs> at the end of the game. And my buddy Eddie just said, uh, rewatch any other game, and that's what happened uh, in this game. Because it was the same movie. I mean, it's getting ridiculous that that happens every single time. And that's why you're not close. Because you know it's going to happen. Um, and it drove me crazy. It drove you crazy. You know, it was maybe three games ago where Scott Frost said it's not the special teams, it's the specialists. Yeah. And the last two games were directly the special teams as a whole. The reason they lost uh, this game and the Wisconsin game before it, uh, giving off a kickoff return. It's it's time, right? It's time for a full-time special teams coordinator. Even if you don't believe that's what you should do, that's what you should do. <laughs> it's just for the optics of it at this yeah. point. Because, I, I mean, I think we should start a riot if they don't have a full-time special teams Absolutely, there should be a riot. Because if you're selling... A friendly selling, riot. A friendly, a friendly riot. riot. Yeah, right, a very right. friendly riot. Go down to Memorial Stadium and... I mean, we could have just pitchforks, start, but don't poke anybody. No, no, no. Fake pitch, pitchforks, but they were... They wouldn't be sharp, and yeah. we would just be booing the entire time. We'd just go, boo! <laughs> Where's the special team? We'll still buy tickets, but we're angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, Nebraska nice is what it is. They, we didn't have everybody show up again, like you said earlier, uh, so that was good. But it, it really is just getting to the point where, you know, you have um, to you have to face it. And, and maybe Frost has been covering yeah. Dawson a little bit, and you know, knowing that he's going to bring him back as the linebacker coach. Don't want to say no. anything necessarily publicly against him and his job he's doing as special teams quarter. Listen, I don't have any no. doubt that the guy knows how to line him up. I don't have any no. doubt about it, but he just – this isn't – this is too many mistakes everywhere. Every, every unit of the special right. teams in every game, I mean, it's just costing you points. Somebody points out on the text line, 43 points total this year given right. up – by somebody other than the defense that's three and a half yeah. a game and it damn near happens every game every game every single game and somebody and kent points out uh you could be talking about positive momentum at four and eight yeah i think there would be a little positive momentum uh there was a sold out crowd another one at memorial stadium that would have been very happy to beat iowa and win the heroes trophy um it would have been better than three and nine would have been something it would have been something uh, but now, but it's something to string on to. Yeah, it's it's like you're telling a lie to yourself every single game that they're close. Believe, trust me on this one. They're close. We're going to knock down that door. And you could have started that conversation very early in the season. 
uh, right around Oklahoma time. Now, see, we're close. That's, you know, look at that team. Um, yeah, we were close. Michigan State, look. We're close. We're Ohio State, we're really close. But you're not. Uh, and I don't ever want to hear it again. I don't. Not until you get a special teams coordinator who's good at his job, that maybe plays a few people that actually belong on special teams. Not that there aren't some, but we have kickoff returners that never, ever want to return the kick. Zero kicking uh, re- yeah. kick return yards. Zero punt return. I don't think there was a punt return. Was there even a punt? I, I know Nebraska had zero on the punt return yards as well. So even when there's a lane, guys are told, fair catch it because we don't want something disastrous to happen. They did make three for three on extra points, so there's something there. <laughs> um, the punting was pretty much terrible, uh, along with the punt block uh, in that game. Iowa said they saw something they could take advantage of, and they took advantage of it. Uh, I... This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I just don't know. I, I'm like you right now, and I'm sure the hope will, you know, hope springs eternal. Uh and when spring gets here, I'm sure I'll, I'll fall into the trap of being somewhat optimistic. I, 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 I always do. Uh, but right now, I, I just don't know what to tell you that would lead to positive results happening anytime soon that I really believe in. Well, and, and I mean, I know you don't want to hear it, but there is something there. You have to admit it. With all these games, there's something there where they're they, – uh, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid saying the word that you don't want me to uh, say. But there's something there. So if you can if you can identify what has been uh, plaguing this team and patch it up, find the right things to, you know, put the right people in place, I'm just not convinced that it's, you know, the coaches that they got rid of on offense. I, I think that's a big part of the deal. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a few of them that would have right. said they just have to go because the results haven't been there. Um, I just don't know if, if that was the complete problem. And then you look at the roster coming back next year. It's not the same. This is this yeah. this seems to be the group, yeah. and this doesn't happen at Nebraska as much, but, the, you know, you kind of get that group of seniors that you just go, that's going to be a special class, or that's, you yeah. know, that's the class, and then they're going to have to rebuild after that. That's what this year's team was. This was the team that was supposed to hit. This was the team that, you know, you throw in COVID yeah. in there, and you had a few extra guys yeah. even on top of that class where it's, you know, this is going to yeah. be a big deal, and – they didn't. They didn't capitalize on it. They went three and nine. And I just wonder. I mean, um, I'm fascinated by the idea that they they decided when they were three and seven what the future was going to um, hold. I always think it's best to wait till the end of the season. And yeah. I wonder if you waited till the end of the season if you would have had a different idea. Four six four five six eight five Sutter Hammond text line Honda Lincoln hotline. Love to hear from you guys today. Uh, I was talking about the super seniors. How many wins did these super seniors bring to the program? How many were involved in games that were lost at the end? That is a good point, but they were also there to at least provide an opportunity to win. And they're not going to be around next year. And it it makes me wonder, some of those close games that were close this year, do they become blowouts next year, even with an easier schedule? 
Or do you win maybe a couple more games and it's five and seven because of the easier schedule next year? I don't think you can just say that uh, good riddance to Deontay Williams or Jojo Doman or Markel Dismuke or Ben Stilley. Those guys had very good years, uh, I think. Jojo especially. Deontay Williams, I think, will play in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and him, I, even if he were available yesterday, or I, I'm sorry, on Friday, um, I think it could have been a completely different game. That guy's a difference maker. Uh, they haven't had enough difference makers in games where they didn't play as well defensively, both against Wisconsin and Iowa on Friday. Well, and again, you go back to the special teams points, the non-defensive points, you know, that offensive has given up. Yeah. It's not the defense. This is not a 3-9 and nine defense. It, it just wasn't. Yeah. Um, they can't do it all. And I know in certain games, I mean, uh, they, they could have played better, and that's that's where it ultimately is. It's just, it seems like every other day it's something or other from this yeah. team. But um, it, it was a better defense than that. And the, the offense at times, I mean, you could even point yeah. to, you know, with the total offense numbers, um, you know, this team really could have been helped with a solid kicking game. They probably would have won a few more games. Um, but it's, I, I mean, it, it's just always something. It's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another thing. If it's not another thing, it's one thing. I don't know who said that originally, but uh, it is always something. Uh, we will get to a lot of football conversation today, uh, Nebraska versus Iowa. In fact, we'll talk to Stephen M. Sipple of the Lincoln Journal-Star about the game uh, there was some big news, of course. Nebraska is in the NCAA tournament in volleyball. They are a 10 seed, which is they're a 10 overall seed. It's kind of confusing. I wish they would do it like they do the NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah. Like, what is they that? have 64 teams. Right. Uh, but they're a top 10 national seed, but that doesn't mean they're a 10 seed <laughs> as far as their region is concerned. Uh, but they do take on Campbell. And then they'll take on the winner, I believe, uh, what Kansas State and Florida State uh, on the uh, they'll play Friday night, and I think again on Saturday. Uh, and then the winner of that region, the Lincoln region, will go to Austin, Texas. Uh, of course, Texas is the team that defeated Nebraska and ended their season during COVID last year. So, but it, it's nice they're not in the Wisconsin regional because <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin they have not been able, even though they looked really good Friday night, winning that first set. Uh, and then lost the next three. However, they turned around on Saturday night, played really well against Purdue. Purdue, the sixth-ranked team in the entire country, they went on the road and beat them in four sets. So Nebraska volleyball, especially when you consider they, they've got four or three freshmen that are playing a lot this year, uh, three freshman starters for most of the year, I think they're starting to turn it around. Um, they still need to figure out right outside hitter. But they are almost impossible. Some when they're playing like they are defensively uh, on Saturday night, like they were defensively on Saturday night. Uh, Purdue hit fifty three in that match. Uh, they could not get a ball on the floor, and you had uh, Lexi Rodriguez with twenty eight digs in that game, uh, a career uh, high for her. You had another great night from Maddie Kubik, who had sixteen kills. Lauren Stiffens had ten. Uh, and then Kayla Caffey with 13 and hit 650 in that game. So Nebraska's playing really good volleyball at the right time. It would have been easy for them once they knew that they weren't going to win the Big Ten championship after the loss to Wisconsin on Friday night to kind of roll over maybe a little bit and just get prepared for the NCAA tournament. But they didn't. They played great, uh, and they beat Purdue. So that's good. We'll talk a little uh, volleyball with Tanya Taki, uh, Husker volleyball great, uh, coming up around 1230. 
Yeah, it's always it's always about that time about getting hot at the right time, and like like you said, uh, maybe humbled a little bit yeah. uh, over the weekend, but um, to beat Purdue, I mean, maybe that's that you know that that's the shot in the arm. I mean, that's um, you know, it's uh, it's the Big Ten. You can't you can't beat everybody. Yeah. There's some matchups that you know teams you don't match up well. So like you said, good thing they don't mess with Wisconsin for a while. Uh, hopefully, Wisconsin gets knocked out before you see them. But I I mean, you know, I don't think it's the most comfortable or confident you've ever been as a Nebraska volleyball fan going into the tournament. But they've got a shot, and that's I think what you could ask for uh, such a young team. Yeah, I think they're I think they're really playing good volleyball at the right time. I'm not saying they can win it because there's so many super seniors in college volleyball this year. I think Wisconsin has like six of them, uh, uh, so it really is tough this year in particular having a young team when there's so many teams that have a lot of experience in college volleyball uh, this year. Lincoln Riley, you might have heard uh, leaving Oklahoma for USC calling it the most difficult decision of his life, says uh, the decision was based on uh, wanting to take on a new challenge. And maybe uh, part of it was money. Maybe part of it was he realized Oklahoma was going to the SEC and he didn't want any part of that. Uh, another part is he's going to a place where you can recruit at a really high level and probably win the Pac-12 most years if he has Oklahoma kind of talent and probably even better than that at USC. What do you think of that decision? How surprised were you when you heard the announcement that Riley is leaving for USC? Well, obviously, sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. And the smoke all, you know, for the past few weeks has been that he's going to LSU, which was like, okay, that's somewhat of a a lateral move. I mean, I like LSU, but, uh, you know, you're going to be in the same Con, you know, conferences. Yeah. Oklahoma's think it, a better job right now, isn't it? Than LSU? I don't know. I mean, uh, or, or, I mean, right now, I mean, historically, probably LSU. But yeah. At this particular moment in time, Oklahoma is a better job than LSU and USC. Well, it's already built. That's yeah. that's the argument is that yeah. it's already it's ready to roll. It's ready to compete. Um. So why why change that? Well, here's an easy answer. Would you rather live in California or Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, taxes. I mean, your your taxes are Ta- gonna be- for a guy that makes that much money. Taxes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'll take more of his money. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he's. He's doing fine. If you have the money to live in California, that's where that's, that's why true. people with money live in California. That's probably true, but so, you, you know, you have enough money, you can ha- you can be there half the year when they, you're, you're not enjoying California during the football season anyway. You're always in your office. Well, I guess he could, looking at video. He could go live in California, but it makes it easier for him. Um, and and but I I really like the and maybe it's just the stability factor of okay. Why are we mo- we're moving to the SEC outside of the conference that I've uh, dominated, and this school has dominated the Big Twelve for the better part of two decades, and now we're making this move will be really competitive. Why don't I find uh, a spot where I can still go and definitely dominate that conference right. if I get it rolling? USC is that one, and USC is yeah. the team. I don't know why. I like all the powers in college football to be good, right. except for USC because I can't yeah. stand USC right. when they're good and their fans who aren't there when they're not good and don't care whatsoever. But when they are, then right. they claim to be the best team. Of all time because they have a good argument um, because they are when they're on fire this is this could change the landscape of the pac-12 i mean um, we've said this you know you talk about it for years every time there's a big hire made sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes in harbaugh's um, case it takes six years to get there um but i, I don't know i mean i, I that's scary because i always talk about uh when when teams give a sigh of relief uh, when texas hires steve sarkeesian you go okay well they got a guy he's all right but he's not the game changer um, Lincoln riley's the game changer yeah and i wonder how much of it, Bo Pelini said when he was in Oklahoma as an assistant there, that it's a big fishbowl, uh, but not as big as Lincoln, Nebraska. I've, I'll bet you Norman, Oklahoma is a bigger fishbowl than even Southern Cal in that 
Uh, eh, they're not winning. They've lost two games. Let's go to the beach. You know, I mean, the attention span in the Pac-12 in general oh, yeah. is, isn't what it is at a place like Norman, Oklahoma. And I mean, no, you, no. You're just thinking, man, I've lost two games this year. I lost a heartbreaker to Oklahoma State. I also would have wondered what would have happened if they win that game. Yeah, I don't if think they, they'd announce it. I don't think if if, he, if they win that game, I don't think he takes the gig. I really maybe don't. Not. Or maybe not. Uh, but he's like thinking, man, two losses, and they're like, what's wrong with you? I mean, <laughs> what's wrong? Why are you losing two games in a year? I mean, remember that Nick Saban speech that we heard uh, that we played on Friday? That people used to be happy when they won, you know, seven, eight games, and now it's you know it's not good. Uh, if you don't make the college football playoff. Yeah. Uh, there's a little of that going on in Norman as well. Uh, plus, he's getting a lot of money, and it's a new challenge. I think I really think, though, the big one was, man, can I really get to the college football playoff in the SEC with Alabama, with Georgia, with all those great teams? And, and he probably thought, probably not on a regular basis. Well, it's just going to be harder. It's going to be so, so ridiculous to try to get through the SEC with those yeah. teams involved. Um you know, so I mean, it's just and, and you can see, you know, he's probably looking around, seeing teams, you know, guys whose job is so secure one year, the next year it's not. If you just, I mean, Ed Orgeron's out after a championship yeah. a few years ago, yeah. you know. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? And if you have a, yeah. a bad season or two in that rugged SEC, yeah. he could be, you know, on the chopping block. Yeah. Whereas, you know, go out to Southern Cal, worry about, you know, I mean, the Pac-12. By the way. How how are people feeling with their arguments that conference champions should should automatically get a berth for the college football playoff? Yeah. You think that this year, uh, you know, the ACC or Pac-12 champs should have just the amount of right as Georgia to play for the right. SEC, you know, to play for right. the playoff? Right, right. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Good discussion there. Uh, we got to talk to Stephen M. Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. In fact, he's on the way next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bob. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.